Bad boy. You've tuned in live to the Flying Sports and Entertainment Podcast in all the land. This is Stat Lines Matter. I am your host, as always, Mark Elliott Stewart. Here with my partner in crime, Rob. What's your middle name? Lamar? Allison. Allison. I like Lamar. Robert yeah. Lamar Hunter. Okay. I just flipped now. Robert, Robert Allison. Robert Allison. Spelled two L's or one? Two L's, yeah. Robert Allison Hunter Jr. And uh, we here, we were just actually talking before we started rolling about our Budweiser Superfest memories. Uh, you at Fulton County Stadium and me in uh, Chicago at Soldier Field and uh, the artist. But I was I was literally saying that uh, LL came on right before James Brown and, and, and absolutely killed it. Live band. He was crushing him like a, a jelly bean and all of that. What a, what a, what a, what a, uh, I mean, a one-two punch to end the show. Before, so, like I was, I was saying before, the, there was the one-two to end the show was for me was MC Hammer, and then it was Bobby Brown. Right. I and like after Hammer, I was like, what they gonna? How, what's after that? You know, yeah. I knew Bobby was coming, but like, how you gonna top what I just saw? Like Hammer came out to the because they had the the stadium all set up weird, like because it was a stadium, it was Atlanta, Fulton County. Yeah. Right. And so the stadium was like in the middle of the field, and there was like some seats there, but there was some seats like it's just I don't know. Oh, who's it, they played in the round. It wasn't the round. No, no, that, oh, okay. that's like when the stadium rotates. No, no, no. It's just it's in the middle, and then there's people on all sides. No, so there was a front. There okay, was a okay, front. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. so he comes off the stage, runs all the way like to the like the first row of the regular and just starts doing all this dancing and stuff who? and it was like hammer, hammer yeah oh, okay. hammer and and so okay so the reason why I thought the the stadium was going to just crumble was cuz I was with some older dudes who they was following this girl around I was like 9 I was about to say why are you always out where were your parents bro cuz like this is a recurring theme he was like, yo, I remember seeing that King Cole when he was playing. I was like, bruh, like. <laughs> I wish I would have seen why that. Why was you at Fulton County Stadium at night? Because years it was old? like a, you know, it was a rap concert, you know? And so. Oh, okay. So these older, these older dudes were going. You have four kids. You have three kids. You have I do. three boys. How many rap concerts they've been to? None. Without you? None. Okay, I rest None. my case. But that's the 80s. Like, the 80s, like, no. you, you were sitting in the front seat when you was, like, seven. Like your parents. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. that. With no seatbelt. But I think there's some distance between that I mean, and, and, and turn to loose and my Fulton mom, County Stadium my mom with 60,000 people. My mom used to legit smoke in the car with me in the front oh, yeah. seat. You know, it's the 80s. Oh, yeah. you know what I, mean? so, oh, I, 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 got, I still got more menthol <laughs> smoke in my lungs. Yeah, so, so it wasn't it wasn't the same. So this girl when Hammer comes out, get, my, my mom used to send me in. Oh, as into a yeah, my grandmother would to send go me get cigarettes. My grandmother would send me go into get my the Salem Light. More menthol. Salem Light. I used to roll up it in was, there, and they were eighty five cents. I don't remember. I remember, the when, price. I remember when they went to a. I, I don't know what cigarettes are now, but they when when I used to go in and get them, they were eighty nine, eighty five cents, and fifteen cents would come back, and then they went to ninety, and then they went to a dollar. Then it went to a dollar ten, and after that, I just refused to buy that shit from my mom. So, so okay, wait a minute. Was there a, was there were you conflicted the entire time? <laughs> like, I, no, because like, we like didn't, at, what, at what moment did you go? This is the last. No, pack. no, no. It was once <laughs> I just got older. And <laughs> this I, your last fix. Because when I when I started when I started when I became the mule, initially <laughs> running to get the cigarettes, me and my brothers. I don't even know if the if because we're from the seventies, so I don't even know if the the real information about the dangers was even out in the initial rollout of the cigarette. 
But then when we got older and started going to school and getting the like public service announcements, knowledge, and, I got you knowledge. know, all of that and the after school you, you specials, get your Malcolm X. You know what I mean? And then <laughs> you, then I I was the kid to come home. I always always bring home the the conversation like, Mom, we learned in school today that smoking's bad for your lungs. And so I, based on that information, I'm no longer going to get your cigarettes. Like, I was that kid. <laughs> based on the information, yeah. that's it. Yeah, but but prior to that, my biggest issue was always economic. Like, I never, I used to challenge my mom. I think I was like six or seven. And I would challenge my mom as to why we would go. <laughs> She's going to be so mad because my mom watches the show. Um, why I would ask her, why do we come here every day or every other day to get cigarettes? I said, I think if we buy a, a carton, we can save a little bit of money. And I was like seven years old going, when I looked at the cost per pack, it seems that if we're, there's a savings of about 93 cents if we get a carton. And you're going to come here anyway. And I was just, I didn't have any understanding as a kid how annoying that would be to a parent. Right, because I did, I did everything like that. Hey, that's, that's I challenged everything. That's pretty damn unique for you to be able to calculate the carton times, the times that you know you buy them individually versus getting them in bulk. Oh, listen, let me be clear. When it comes to functional, out here every day in the world, man, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like a genius. Well, I'm, I'm looking at you for your frames. I told you the frames. Yeah, yeah but I, I, and nothing else. I'm an expert in like two things in this world and then an absolute idiot at everything else. And the two things would be? I give that functional day-to-day math Yeah, and guiding careers. Okay. All right. <laughs> I could say that. Yeah. I, uh, but that's not a flex. That's just what I do. Yeah. I mean, my, my grandmother would send me inside and every now and then, just depending on who was at the front, they would look out and she'd be like, <laughs> she, he throw up to like, yo, they for me. And I'm like, yeah, you, you know, I ain't. Oh no, in in Illinois, they don't care. They like the whole like how old you are to buy cigarettes. They didn't even care. Well, I was like seven though. I, I, I used to run it when I was seven. They'd just be like, yeah, let, yeah, let run this it. kid like smoke. Yeah, run, <laughs> run like 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 you, like you like you in some Latin country somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're, we, anyway. So the point being, uh, I know we were talking about the super fest, but nah, it was like. I only went to one Superfest, and it was probably the worst. I only went to one. Like one. it was, it was, it was the coolest and the worst at the same time because it was like they would put on like anybody remember Superfest? They would put on two hundred nineteen artists on one it, at that one point. Bill. At that point, they artists. Yeah, at, on one bill, like everybody that had a record out in the last five years got at least five minutes on the Super If you Fest. could make it to that venue, yeah. they put you on the bill. 100%. And and then the thing is, the Superfest changed from city to city because, like, different headlines. You make it, yeah. You know, just based on if you can make it fit into your schedule. Yeah, I saw Kid and Play, Karen White, Levert. And, and the, the other thing is, they didn't care about, like, curating <laughs> a vibe and an energy. Like, it would be like, it's Will Downing. And Rob Bass and Easy Rock, you know what I mean? They, they didn't care. Yeah, Easy Rock was second. Rob Bass and I actually saw them do "It Takes Two Live." And it was lit. Rob the sun was beaming though. Yo, it, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You knew you wasn't hot if you was performing when the sun was all the way out. <laughs> so this past weekend, before we get into the NBA conversation, I gotta bring up the fact that my man, my fellow Shy Town brother from uh, from back home, Mr. Jawan Howard, former Fab Five member and now new head coach of the Michigan Wolverines went full pimp mode 
and slapped the, slapped the taste out of several people's mouth. That's a that's a that's a that's one way of putting it. I'm just trying to figure out because I've watched a lot of sports. So anyway, if you didn't know, let me reset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reset. If you didn't know, Jawan Howard, who was on the Fab Five, Michigan royalty, went on played long career in the NBA coached in the NBA and then got his first head coaching opportunity to coach his alma mater. So you're talking about a dream job. And uh, my man risked it all, absolutely risked it all, by slapping one of the coaches after the game because they called. And it was a Bush League move. Called a timeout. They had a double digit, yeah, double lead, digit lead, yeah. And called a timeout supposedly to reset the the ten count because they they were concerned about getting a ten count in a game that had been decided. Um, Juwan took some sort of offense to it and decided that he was going to uh, he's going to handle it. I okay, so I saw it like completely different. Um, I mean, I, I was just saying what happened. I don't know what what did you see? Well. When when the game was over, uh, Jawan Howard was walking to shake hands with the assistants. He didn't want to shake hands with uh, Greg Gard, obviously. If you look at the, the footage, he's trying to walk past him. Mm-hmm. And Coach Gard stops Jawan, impedes his progress. He grabs his arm for a split second. Mm-hmm. He grabs his arm and then proceeds to not let him pass. I mean, he was looking for a confrontation, and he got one. And I think that anytime – like, he – anytime you – if, if, you, if you're trying to go one way and I grab you and then I intentionally step to the right, if you when you step to your left to impede your progress, you're going to get whatever the confrontation you're seeking, there's a, the increases, the, the probability goes way up that you're going to get that confrontation. And I think that – and then they proceeded to, you know, kind of touch each other back and forth in the chest and, 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 and that whole thing went on. But I think that I, – I think that Jawan took obviously took offense to the timeout. I mean, as most coaches would have. Yeah. Um, and I think that he didn't want anything to do with the coach during the the, the, the handshaking yeah, because you can see he was not making eye contact with him. He was passing him, and Coach Guard grabbed his his right arm, and then he proceeded to step to his right to Jawan's left as he tried to get around him. And then they they that's when the the fracas started. Um, and I think I don't think that that I think that that part of it should be addressed because if you don't if if he never touches him if he just lets him go on about his business then I think that this never happens. I I thought I think coach 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 guard was treating Jawan somewhat like one of his players. Like you gonna listen to me? Like and I, I think Jawan was like, oh, I mean, because I don't think he grabs Coach Izzo like that or Coach Bayheim or any of those other coaches that way. And I think that he was he, like he thought he was in some sort of authority over Jawan. Now, having said that part, Jawan, you you six eleven, you black. And your name is Jawan. You can't even blink fast around you know around around them and, and think that that's gonna you know you gonna be able to you can you cannot do that. And so I think that you know on one on one hand, Coach Guard I think needs to be held accountable for instigating you know the fracas. But I also think that Jawan's got to be smarter in that space. And, and and it was not a slap. It was it was a, it was more of a caress down the side. He because he started out with the high you get. But then in the middle, he opened his hand up and just slightly moved it down the uh, assistant's face. You making and, it seem like he wiped gently wiped the sweat off. Hey, it was it, it, it could have been <laughs> it was similar, slightly slightly 
harder than that, but there was no follow through. His hand went down. It went north and south. It did not go left to right like is a normal gonna, slap. Is this going to be like the, uh, the 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 Hail Mary thing? In his hand, it went yes, yes. It's going to be like that. Pull the footage. You just went. You know, I think we already got the it footage. Went, we already it got went, the footage. It went, it went like, remember how Prince was doing when he was going? Yeah, on the it, 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 was, it was very bad. similar. It did not go. When you slap, you go from left to right. If you're using your left hand, if you're using your right hand, you obviously you go right to left. Jawan went up and down. So, you can't, so you, so you you're can't saying slap. He did not slap. You cannot slap nobody going up and down. Okay. That's like, so he did not slap. That's a rub. Okay. That's a rub. You know, he like rubbed that man. He rubbed his side of he his suspended head. Suspended five games for rubbing that man. And I do, I, he you rubbed know, that man. And the only reason I don't, yeah, he rubbed. He shouldn't have rubbed that man. <laughs> he but here, so here's my problem with the suspension. And as okay, you know, uh, I guess you're ruining the surprise. I guess you know, I don't, I don't, I don't say I don't disagree with the suspension. I just think the coach guard for basically now, you know, now the 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 the. The key word nowadays you hear now is gaslighting. I don't necessarily think he gaslit, but I think he provoked and he instigated the confrontation that would have never happened if you. And I watched the footage over and over and over again, and you see Jawan trying and, to pass. And you him. saw him rub that man's face. After I, saw I saw the rub. I saw the rub. Okay. I saw the rub. And, now who's uh, gaslighting? I not me. You're not guessing. <laughs> no, not, not, okay. it's not this guy. Okay. I'm just simply saying you cannot slap going up and down. Okay. You only can you only can rub going up and down, okay? okay? Up and down rub, left to right slap. Now you can go right to left if you backhanded somebody, but he did not do that, and that's all I'm saying. And so, so I agree that he should have been suspended. I just think that uh, Greg Gard shouldn't have got off so light. I mean, I, I listen. Greg, all that, Greg Gard is the coach of Wisconsin, here, yeah. and so so to make the draw the distinction, Jawan did not hit. The head coach, which he probably should have, he hit an assistant. Uh, so it was two different, I guess, altercations per se. But the insta- the 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 conversation was really between the two head coaches. Yeah, I don't know how the assistant got hit. Like he must have said something. You well, know, that's, that's they should let us hear the mics. That's I I that's the one part that I will will sort of come your way on is uh is making sure. Like I'm curious as to what was said. Yes. Like just to because I know when you get somebody to elevate, there usually is something that like, you know, makes you makes you go. But with that said, there's literally nothing that happened in the game or that happened after the game that should have elevated uh Juwan Howard to that point. But particularly for a couple of reasons. What's at stake? You're the head coach of a uh, major university. Um you have your leader, so you have to set an example. Um, that's that can't get lost. You can't, you know, it's not a uh, community league and, and it's not AAU and it's not, you know, Pop Warner or whatever. Um, and not that I condone it on that level, but you tend to see yeah. it with people who don't have anything on the line other than their kid winning and losing. And so, you know, people get emotional about that. But when you're, and then you have millions of dollars at stake, um, you know, he has, I would imagine, endorsement opportunities, all sorts of stuff. You don't, jeopardize your money and your family's money uh, by doing something like that. Well, you, can't, you can't lose your cool. I don't care what yeah. does. I don't literally don't care what the other guy says. And particularly where he wasn't he wasn't really defending himself. He, you know, I mean, there was nothing. They weren't going to do anything to Juwan in that situation. No. Um, but, you know, I do think on, on a lighter note, I think that there's a, you know, 
some sort of black history being made. I mean, he's the, he'd be the first man to, to lay his hand on a white man while on the clock and not lose his job. So, uh, shout out to Jawan Howard for that bit of black history. You made black history in Black History Month. So, uh, that's a good thing. You know, we're, we're looking for silver looking for a bright spot? Hey, honestly, when I seen that five-game suspension, I was like, okay, all right. I mean, I was just annoyed that Greg, the coach guard, didn't get anything. But, um, you know, I'm happy I think, that he didn't. I think he would – I, I would say that. Because the way if, Stephen A was going if, on, if, it like, no, made we, me we, think, like, is he going to lose his job for real? No, I thought he was going to lose his job. But I, I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't be surprised if – I wouldn't have been surprised if he did. Man, but I just over the the, 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 the caress of the temple. I, I, first of all, I, I disagree <laughs> that it was a caress. Let's start with that. <laughs> okay. And then secondly, I think the intent had a lot to do with it. You can't put your hands on somebody. And I think what happened immediately when he elevated it to something physical, it was no longer ever going to be about what the coach did. Had he not done that, it would have been a lot of said about, like, look how classless this coach was. Yeah. Look at what he did. It, that would have been the focus of the discussion. Yeah, because the, the initial contact. And now he's free to go with that. Correct. And yeah. the initial contact was made by Coach Guard during the handshake. Cause, but you're the handshake. So because him grabbing Juwan, an arm or grabbing or whatever, that's well, not – that doesn't rise to the level of I'm retaliating. No, it doesn't. But what I'm saying is, is that you already knew. It ain't like y'all had, like, a good game and there was some mutual respect. You knew you pissed them off with the with the with uh, with that timeout. You you, you knew you were. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. You were provoking and instigating, yeah. and then on the handshake, now all of a sudden you want to give him some more of the business, yeah. which he took exception to. But and I say, think, but at that point, you can jaw. You you are a grown man. You're not one of the kids on in uniform. You have the right to say exactly what you want to say to that other coach, and it could have all the colorful language Correct. that you want. Yeah, you and, and you no one would have said anything. Yeah, either. you no, nobody would said anything right. because right. that's just in poor form. Yeah, I'm so, just yeah, hey, Juwan, I'm just gonna hold you down. I'm gonna hold you down too. Shot town all day, but. Bro, you jeopardized the bag. Is Jawan's from uh, Chicago? Absolutely. It's lit. Don't get it messed okay, up. Okay, that's, that's my guy. Um, okay, so we also – that wasn't even the biggest thing that happened the weekend. The biggest thing that happened the weekend is the NBA through its annual extravaganza, celebrity star-driven events that start Friday – um, you have celebrity game. You have the uh, futures, cha- the futures game or challenge. I guess it's a, a challenge now. And then you have the uh, NBA Saturday Night, uh, which has always been the skills challenge, and then the uh, three point shooting contest and the dunk contest. And then Sunday's the game. So you had a lot of stuff, a lot of big stars out. Um, you know, every like man, you have people converging on Cleveland. Man, that's rough. Somebody said, uh, which, "Which athlete said uh, <laughs> said during the live thing they were doing? You know how they do a live interview, and they were like, yeah, let 'Yeah, let's be clear, Cleveland is Cleveland's nothing nice here.' <laughs> like they were dissing <laughs> Cleveland in real time. Cleveland takes. I've never been to Cleveland. I got a couple Cleveland boys. Shout out to Ray Singer, my man uh, from uh, Cleveland, and I know some Cleveland folks. But man, Cleveland takes a bad rap. Is it that bad? Is look, Cleveland that bad? Look, 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 look. I was just thinking about this, too, I, you know, preparing for this. I said, man, they had the hottest group they ever had, rap group, was Bone Thugs, and they looked homeless at their height. <laughs> like, when they when they used to, when they was at their at they hottest, <laughs> they looked like they was, like, you know, in, in, in a boy's home or something. Like, they was, like, they just didn't get adopted. <laughs> like, they just passed that, you know. <laughs> You know, you get like 16, 17. You're, you're not going to get adopted. So they just look like they just. You can't say, okay, you're in, the, you're in the deep water here. First of all, 
They look. Let homeless. me be clear. I don't think those guys were homeless at all. No, they, they weren't. Homeless. I'm just saying. There's a. There I was think a, they look like they em- rappers look. They embrace the 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 depression and the and the yeah. and the downtrodden in their music. Yeah, and in their, music. And their aesthetic. I, I don't know about like that. Their like their hair. Like was never ever freshly braided. Their hair aside, and I know that Easy and Ruthless would have provided you know hair and we not, don't know what Ruthless did. You don't I mean, know. Ruthless. Hey, shout out to Ruthless. They uh they cut me my first check with Forbidden. And there you go. Ruthless yeah. record. Yeah, Sony and John Atterbury. But anyway, point is, yes, that so it was in Cleveland and it looked like it was a good it was a good weekend. Um Yeah. What did you what did out. you think? Um I you know, the listen, I think the I think I said this uh on the last podcast. I think the NBA throws a great party. Everybody wants to be there. It's it's you have to if you anybody celebrity wise, you judging you're judged off of like Where you at? Not you, you get in? one of those you not here? courtside <laughs> seats, and then and there's and it's levels. There's like okay, I had courtside to the celebrity game, and then it's like I had courtside to the to the futures game, and then I was courtside for the Saturday night, which is now you starting to get into the to the real expensive, and now you like do I have courtside for the Sunday? And if you got that man, you things are going well. Yeah, your career. I is. saw Drewski out there. You know, when you start getting the influencers sitting courtside, and you know they doing some numbers, they doing some real big things. But it was, um, I think overall it was a good weekend, with the exception of the uh, dunk contest. I think, like, I, I have an interesting theory on the on why because everybody consensus was like the dunk contest was trash. What did what was your take? Well, I mean, it was. I, well, but, no, I didn't even I didn't even see it. So, um, you know, I, and I haven't watched. You had a date night? Well, no, I haven't. I wish. I haven't watched. What you, doing? what you doing on a Saturday night? When- Saturday night. Where was I at? Uh, oh. You trying to I, get some. <laughs> I'm always trying to get that goddamn humidity. Believe that. <laughs> I stay trying to get that crock pot. Um, sorry. <laughs> um, I mean, it don't take much to give me. You just mentioned the hot, humid hole, and I'm with it. That's what's up. Let's run uh, it. Run it up. No, Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> Run it up. Saturday night, I was I was at a basketball game. Oh, okay. Yeah, my son them they had regions, so oh, okay. I was I was there. But honestly, but that ain't like it ain't like I would have been in front of the the TV watching the dunk contest. I haven't watched. I, okay, you watched a three point. You watched full a- disclosure. I have not watched a dunk contest in full since Vince Carter. Wow. Yeah, since Vince Carter, and and so to let you know how retro that is, I record me and Sam. We recorded it on VHS. Wow. So yeah. you checked out of that. So well, it, it was, is clearly not the event for you that I <laughs> just described to our listeners. <laughs> um, oh, well, no, you said it wasn't that great. And so the dunk contest was trash. But I first person I, have I saw poo poo, it was uh, Shaq. Shaq was like, it was horrible. And then here's the thing, though. Uh, but I do have an idea to make it better. I saw your quick hitter, and so I have something for okay, that. Okay, so ahead. we're going to get to how do we make it better. But this is the one thing that I, I think is plaguing the dunk contest is that you have guys that are, and I would include us in that, sitting on their couch telling these kids with this amazing, like, bounce. Like, I mean, I mean every everybody who was in a dunk contest probably had a, a 40-inch vert. The problem is... Everybody's trying to do the thing that's such a wild thing with all of the pressure and all of that going on. And it's very different than the stuff that people are putting online because they get endless amounts of takes. And what we see is the conversion of it. But when you got 
the crowd going crazy and it's like the clock's running and you're trying to do something that nobody's ever done before and you're missing, then they go, ah, man, he whack. He didn't say he can't even dunk. Well, they could go do the dunks that Terrence Stansberry did years ago <laughs> and that Dr. J. If you want to go see those dunks, trust me. Everybody in the dunk contest can do Kenny all Smith. the things that you used to be. And Kenny, Smith Kenny Smith was up there, the, like, yeah. like running his mouth. All them guys can do no, all but the he stuff was, that he, Kenny Smith he, used yeah, to do. Yeah, that's right. I was about to say, he was in the dunk contest, yeah, if you can imagine. <laughs> yeah, like he did the bounce it up <laughs> between his legs and come and then dunk it, over his, dunk it over his head. All those dunks can be achieved with ease. Now, if you want those guys to do that so that they can make the dunks and you can be slightly more entertained, cool. But they're trying to push the envelope, and it really shows – what like Zach Levine and what's the other kid Aaron, Aaron, Gordon. Aaron Gordon? Yeah, like how really good they were because they were doing some really advanced stuff and were converting on the first or second attempt. That's one of the best ones. Ever. That was one of the best ones. But I think it's unrealistic to think that you know what these guys are attempting to do can be done that easily and on like that. Yeah, I, I the only okay. So I my only response or rebuttal to that is you ain't rehearse you ain't you know what I'm sure saying but it's different you ain't doing you I mean they were but it's different when missing, you got missing, missing. 16,000 people and you got all of these celebrities sitting courtside you got all of these previous dunk champions so you better do judging. something you know you can make but that's what I'm saying but then if you do what, they, it didn't look like they were getting close but if you do what <laughs> Dwight Howard did <laughs> yeah, oh, are they D, gonna be impressed? D Brown, D Brown, you know what I mean? Like did the same that, thing. That's all I'm saying. It's like it's it's a uh, so this is why dudes. This is why LeBron and and John Morant and them were like, nah, I'm never doing it because if you already got a stellar reputation, there's really no reason for you to do it. The only reason to do it is if nobody knows you. Yeah, and then you make your name because at the time nobody was checking for Zach Levine. Or Aaron Gordon, and they they use that to make their name. So why did it change though? What do you think changed about it? I mean, before you would the get, degree of difficulty. No, no. What I'm saying is, before you had dudes that was gonna play in the game on Sunday, competing in the game, p- competing in the contest on Saturday. Yeah. Right. Obviously, we know the names: the Dr. J's, the Dominique, yeah. the Michael Jordan, Kobe. Like these guys competed in the contest on Saturday and were all stars on Sunday. When did it change? Or, or why do you think it changed? We kind of know when the it changed. I'm, no, what I'm saying is, but yeah, but it ain't like they can't do it. I mean, we seen LeBron, you know, obviously they uh, what, what he tantalizes the crowd before games by putting on his own dunk contest right, right in the layup line. They're like, why well, doesn't he do that? I mean, obviously, there's no game. But I'm saying there used to be Dom, Dominique and Mike went at it, what, three times? Twice. Three, three times. Three times. three times. They went at it, they went at it three times. Like, like Nick beat him one time. I don't and, remember that. Uh, yeah, Nick, I have no recollection. Yeah, Dominique, of Dominique. Dominique, I have no recollection of that. Dominique beat him one time, and isn't then, Mike a two-time dunk champion? Yeah, Dominique beat Has him one time. Has he competed more than those two times? He, be, he did. Yeah, he did. So fair enough. So so we erased then, that from memory. And then Chicago, and then you know, obviously uh, Mike won in Chicago, which was you know epic. Won the year before, you know. And then so so the question is, you know, how come these guys? I mean, they, these guys were. I mean, Dominique was the. I'm sorry. Michael Jordan was the you know scoring champion. I mean these guys yeah. like how come do you, how come these guys aren't you know your score your your John Morant's for instance? How come these guys? I think it's easy. It's nothing to gain. There's nothing. To there gain. was nothing to gain back then. No, because in those days your rep and Mike and when you talk about those years, 87, 88. 87, 88. Mike was still trying to prove himself to the league. Everybody so you don't think like Josh trying to do that? 
No, because I think people already going because we live in the. It's a couple things. So now I'm gonna get on my yeah, soapbox. Yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to know you. I really want to. We live in a 24 think. hour sports news cycle, right? So in order to keep everybody engaged, and we do the same thing, people come on and say outlandish shit in order to get people to engage with their content, right? So you get people to come on TV and go, "Is John Morant the number one point guard in the league already?" And then if you get a debate going on that, and then that gets everybody going. And Josh sitting at the crib, doing whatever he's doing, drinking his his protein shake, you know, doing what athletes get his hair plaited up, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then going, yeah, I'm already in a discussion. So you are. So, so what does getting in the in the in the in the dunk contest when you're already in, when you're already in a discussion? Okay, you don't have anything to prove. So and all you can do is hurt yourself if you lose to somebody they don't think you should lose to, or if you don't dunk as well as they think you should. That's why LeBron's never done it. You know, you know LeBron don't really like the intense, like, action, like where it's on the line. He don't really like that late game. That's, that's what the dunk contest would be. You out here, you trying to dunk. If you don't win that, people like me will come on here and go, see, I told you. Like, we're going to talk stuff. And he's very, very aware of that. And so he stays out. So this became about LeBron not competing. No, I'm saying he's one of the – no, you, you brought up the stars. Yes. LeBron's been the, LeBron's been the biggest – Star with dunking capabilities for the last eight, nine, ten seasons. See, the old, no, nobody else can. can no, dunk. I said. What I, did you hear? What I said? Are with you dunking capabilities. I said he's the biggest star with dunking. But there dunking are other MVPs, right? Okay. But what I'm saying is, Kevin Durant's not known as a dunker. He's not a leaper. He's tall already. He can I'm saying guys. Flesh. I'm saying the guys that Larry are considered Nance. dunkers. Yeah, he's the biggest star of all those guys, and he's staying away. Michael was it. Dominique was it. They went to the dunk contest. Kenny Skywalker? I think these guys now don't go, and it's not just LeBron. Let me be clear on that. This is a lot of guys. Uh, Okay. What do you think? A lot of these guys don't go because there's nothing to be What's your idea to make it better? Because I got got one. The one idea I I was going to have to make it more fan-friendly, but I think it, it makes what we're saying even worse, is that you take the amateur dunkers, you create a game between the amateur dunkers, the guys we see online, and you pit them against the NBA dunkers. And you go, we're going to have, like, you make it like an Olympic thing, right? You know how you have the, the the team competition? Yeah. And then you have the individual scores within the team competition. You have that, like, we taking the, the, the amateurs versus the pros. And, and then have that. That would generate fan interest if you had that. I think that's what, because there's a lot of dunkers who do an amazing job online yeah. that people want to see what they can do. I think for me... I think that they should open it up to everybody. Um, the three-point competition, the dunk contest, and the NBA All-Star. Well, uh, you should still have to be voted. But I think cash should have to bring their own bread. So I think they should be betting. Like, like if you so so if you are in the in the dunk contest, I think you need to put your own fifty thousand up, and the winner take all. So if you feel like you know if you feel like you can you 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 know you you can dunk you you got better dunks than what I have then put your money up and then you could talk smack to let's see if it's if it's Donovan Mitchell because a lot of these guys are still competitors at heart yeah so if if then that and that way I think you can get a couple of combatants who didn't necessarily think that they would you they, that they would compete so let's say Devin Booker against Donovan and come All Star you can settle it and I think they should do that for the uh, three point contest I think I think that makes more sense for the, like. Although I don't think like, any like, of this will happen, and then, but and I then, think that makes more sense for the three point. And then they got to bring their bread, like they got to bring, they got to put it on the wood, they got to put it on the table, oh, right, right, the, right, right before they jury, dunk. right before. Yeah. 
It, yes. Bet that jewelry. <laughs> we like life. <laughs> you pulling out the watch. Yeah. <laughs> That's my daddy's my watch. My daddy's watch, the top shelf. Don't you ever say watch. Yeah. Like you just, you, you come up there with your duffel bag. Yeah. You, you, you put down your yeah. 50,000. I, I, listen, I think the wagering aspect, although I think very improbable, makes more sense for the three point contest because I think at that point, it's not just who's the pure shooter. Whoever. It's, it's just who got it in them. Whoever. At that point, yes. LeBron will become a much better, and he's already a pretty decent three-point shooter, but like a competitive three-point shooter if he knew something was on the line because he's a competitor. Well, and I think I think and that's what I was saying. But the dunk like, contest it still has to do with guys, your ability. Correct. You know I mean? like, but some of these guys, I think you know, you might be able to get like some 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 smack talk during the season. You know, yeah. maybe you get Ja going against Donovan Mitchell, which I think will be a fantastic dunk contest. Yeah. And you know, get other guys like you know maybe some lesser known guys. Uh, okay, let me let me put my bread in too. You know, the next thing you know, before they dunk, they're just going to put their money down in front of yeah. Front of I, I'll be honest with you, I'm not pressed about the dunk contest only because I just think that but I would be interested if I knew they was putting their money oh, there yeah, and they were like I'm like what no, something like that turning it on because I think the difference between what would generate fan interest and then what would entice the players is two, two different, different things. things yeah but I think, I think when things. you have well these guys you know your Durant's CP3, of course, he's not a dunker, but you know, these, I'm, I'm talking about the pedigree yeah. of a lot of these guys. It's, it's very competitive yeah. when you start talking about putting money down, bragging rights. Yeah. I think that you, because that, these guys make so much money in other ways that I think that, you know, a lot of times the competition, at least in the NBA, but when you start talking about, when, you, when a guy chart, you know, comes to you directly and be like, I'm this over sure. you. A lot of times that could bring out a different level of competitiveness that we were used to seeing back in the 70s, 70s and 80s. I would love to even see like some one-on-ones for money. Like like some one-on-one games. That would money. be lit. And yeah. put your bread put down. Your bre- 100 your grand. Bread up. Put your own bread down. And, and I will say too, a, um, yes. getting kind of Like a Kareem the, going against Dr. J. That was weird though. That was, was weird. Like he's just... Hey, and, Do- and Kareem had... I mean, Dr. J had, had no shot. <laughs> like he was like... Well, that, that was weird. That's why it? it's position based, man. That's why now yeah. you, just, you play the five. You know, you but but I would say now, like that would that would go that would be totally different now. Like because I in think, what way? I think I think um, I think Doctor just Doctor J because of the way the game was played. He looked disheveled. He looked like the size <laughs> that Kareem was throwing at him was just unmanageable. <laughs> but I think if you took so big, if you and long. took Embiid, who's a, 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 actually an active big man, uh, and you put him on a on a uh, you know DeRozan, like in a one on one scenario, it'd just be about who missed. But you think? Because I don't a, think Embiid DeRozan can guard Trey. No, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Okay. I don't think Embiid. I think Embiid can theoretically stay in front of people, but smaller players with handles. Yeah. But he wouldn't be able to stop him from scoring. Yeah, or, or Kyrie. Yeah, like, uh, but, wouldn't it, but wouldn't it be awesome to see Kyrie and Curry go at it? Yeah, that'd be like, fun for like a million dollars. Yeah, and see, so they that, own bread. Yeah, I don't know if anybody gonna do that. But, but that would um, be lit. That would be lit. But I also think that that element um, in the in the All Star game when they're breaking it down by quarters, I actually really love that where they're breaking it down by quarters, and then the the winner of that quarter gets the money for the, the like the, the like the poor like kids that are sitting in the stands like really like, with something like because the kids are sitting in the stands like like yo we about to get some tuition or we about to get some Ready some burger on. king i don't know what i don't even know what they be playing for but the kids be sitting there looking stressed <laughs> they be stressed they be like yo are we are we gonna get tuition? this tuition are we gonna get this panera bread to like, a whopper 
<laughs> they're playing for something. <laughs> I don't know because a lot of times you don't know what the what the cause is. Oh my gosh! But they well, they playing for burgers, man. Some, <laughs> I'm saying some kids just <laughs> might be hungry. Tuition. Like it might be like an after school eating program. Because we don't eat. normally eat. But they like man, y'all got to win this. Come on, <laughs> and, get, and the other group is, the other group is hungry is trying to too. Go to college. They hungry, and we hungry. And if you lose, and they there, so you're playing in front of these kids that's got something on the line. That's what yeah, added at least then, if nothing else to the end of the quarter. The team LeBron lose that quarter, and be like, I guess y'all ain't gonna eat after school for the rest of the whole year. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not, I'm not trying to be insensitive. What in I'm the just hell? Uh, and then, and then I actually like that. The, I would watch though if that was. <laughs> Then I like at the end of the game where they – I don't even know what the – does anybody know what that calculation is where they go – No, they I don't. figure out, all right, based upon what's what, this is what we're going to, and that was 163. I and then it was like – it then it became like a game like at, at the L.A. Fitness or wherever. It was I didn't like know. We're going to 163. Well, when I was watching the highlights, I was like, why is that the game winning shot? They was up by one. I, yeah. didn't, I, didn't, I didn't understand it. And they were going to 163. My, my son's trainer explained it to me, I yeah. guess, and I was like, okay, then – I guess. But that's when you go play a pickup like game. weird. That's No, it's not. There's nothing weird about it. When you go play a pickup game. You played a 24? You played a something. So, so that. So the, you played so, 11 by 1. So, wait a minute. 24? So, what? There was, was, the, was there. Were they time? Because when you play a pickup game, there's the no clock. clock. Off. They took the clock so they took off, the clock in, the clock the four, off? in the fourth quarter. I got to watch this. No, it's, it's actually kind of lit. So, they play with a clock for three quarters. And then when they get to the fourth quarter, they go, okay, by our calculation. This is should be the final score. So if you're down, you got to make up the. But we going to 163. That's where they landed on. Man, what the hell? They're going. To, we're going to 163. So what happened? They just cut the clock on in y'all four quarters. Then they really. I mean, okay, but yeah. So anyway, so when I why I, I was watching that highlight and I didn't find out till Monday why that shot mattered. I, I I couldn't. I was like, if you up by one, right. And I kept looking for the clock when he was backing down. Yeah, no, there's no clock. And, there's no clock. It was just and a then shot he clock. hit the shot. And shot clock, like, but not the game clock. I was like, 163 and it's over. I well, the, the, but leading now I up get to it. that, they had a, like a five or six point lead. And then the uh, Kevin's team, Durant's team came down. And then they hit, uh, I think Levine, did Levine hit a three? I forget who was on each team because it wasn't East West. And then they pulled They it, need to go back to that. Then they pulled it to. Each team was like on the game winner, so it was like one sixty three to one sixty two. Right, because they could have oh, hit a three. They could have hit a three right. and one. So and, and, like, and I yeah. thought it was dope that LeBron cleared everybody out, took the shot. I was rooting for him to miss. I'm not gonna lie, but he made it, and I was like, <laughs> that was cool. Because it's from his home. It's from his home crowd. The, the 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 same crowd that burned his jersey. <laughs> As they should. As they should. If Michael Jordan would have left us in his prime to go play for the Pistons, man. But, but on sight. But he didn't leave to go play sight. for the Pistons or rival. He went like, okay, at what point does a person from Cleveland have any room to begrudge anyone leaving Cleveland to go to Miami for an increase at in salary? Time? Yeah, I mean, yeah, like if you're in Cleveland, if any people, if you're in Cleveland and you working at I don't know. You working at the QT in Cleveland. You can go to Miami work at the QT and make an extra $2 an hour. You ain't leaving? I mean, that's essentially what happened. He left his working condition Why would a fan in care Cleveland. About that? Because he left. What man working in Cleveland wouldn't go to Miami for, a pay in, for an increase in pay? I, I, and it's for the same gig. 
He left Cleveland to move to Miami. First off, even if you took a decrease in pay, that's a that's a that's an upgrade. You like, you're, you're remo- are you removing what fandom really means? Uh, yeah, yeah, well, a little because bit. Because, because every fan, been, like, are you, you are mad because you, you stuck in Cleveland? So are, are, he are you, are you, at, is, are you responding? Like, because this sounds like a deeper issue. Do you have abandonment issues from your players leaving, like Dion and and guys leaving here? Like, is this what this is about? No, I'm simply saying because you've been left. I've been left. You've been left by some players. Well, yeah, but okay. So when Dominique got traded. So yeah. so he didn't leave. And then, I, you know, the Falcons didn't elect to resign Dion, which was like really – it hurts to this day. But, I mean, I, so how I still do you love think, Dion. How do you think in a situation where hey, man. you have, you know, the chosen one who's from as, – as he always puts 25 minutes down the road. From Akron, yeah. This is a hometown hero. Why would you think they would react any differently? I just think it's absurd. I mean, he played there for seven daggum years. What, are you supposed to just die there? Like, he can't – Well, I mean, I don't want to say he came back because at the time they didn't know he was coming back. None of us They didn't right. know he was coming back and they didn't know he was going to win I'm one. I'm just at simply the time, saying – They felt abandoned. One of your fellow Clevelanders moved to Miami and got a pay increase and you was upset. Yeah, you keep, it's you keep, completely all, ridiculous. I'm pretty sure Cleveland could have paid him more. Let's start with that but, because they had his bird rights. Let's start with that. So Cleveland could have paid him more and, and would have paid him more. It wasn't like Cleveland was trying to go, hey, man, just take the hometown <laughs> discount. They were trying to give him everything they needed to give him to stay. He left for less money. He left his hometown. I'm going to respectfully disagree with you on this one. Oh, and, and and that's fine. I'm just simply saying, hey, I, I talked to my buddy from Cleveland about this, and he was like, I'm never going back to Cleveland either. Your buddy <laughs> wasn't LeBron James. <laughs> no. He Your was buddy's not, not LeBron James. He's not LeBron. So, yeah, if you're working at Ford in Cleveland, yeah, go ahead, leave. Okay, work at Ford in Miami. Right. That's lit. Yeah, but so, when you have an NBA job. I would rather play basketball in Miami than play who, basketball in Cleveland. Who wouldn't? But if you were born and raised in Cleveland, you're, you're removing that fact. It's ridiculous. That he's in you his hometown. You, hey, and you he went back. You, okay, so by you that thinking. You can't where you was born. So People that, in Cleveland, you so, can leave. So by Especially that, if you're black. So by that thinking, you always bring up, what is the, uh, do black people have a tougher time? Your family's from Cleveland. Do black people have a tougher time in Cleveland than any other part of the country? I don't get it. <laughs> it's a place that you got to get. Like, I know, I know, I know that sometimes we ask people to leave Mississippi, but that's well documented. <laughs> Why we ask people to leave Mississippi? Hey, black. Hey, okay. First of all, okay. If not okay, Cleveland, where, first where, of all, where do you think black people should go? Uh, where they, okay. quote unquote, have it better. First off. Black people have it tough, literally in Nation every wide. in every city in, yeah. in, in America. That's, from, that's the point I was from making. From Augusta, Georgia, yeah. to Atlanta, Georgia, yeah. to Albany, New York. That was kind of the point. To I was Albany, making. Georgia. But at least if you're gonna have a tough time, have it in a nice atmosphere in Miami. <laughs> no, I get it. But and he's it's from a multicultural there. city. It's a multicultural city. It's a you know it's a Republican state. It's a okay. Well, okay. It, it is tax free. Well, yeah, it is tax free. It is tax free, and it's only Republican state because of the mischievousness of the state legislator that makes it that way. Shout out Governor DeSantis. But we're way up. We are way up field on this but, one. But gonna, I'm just saying that you should. If so, you can. by your thinking, why now, did LeBron come back? Why would it, Why would anybody who was in Miami go back to Cleveland? Because I because he went there. Okay. Did his thing, and I felt like I do feel like, and I think no one 
in their right mind would agree with the way that he left. I think if he was going to leave, and he he's, I think he's come out and said as much, and his team has that the you know the announcement was in poor taste, and I felt like he felt I feel like he owed the people, not obviously uh, the owner. The owner right. Um, better than that. And so yeah. that just speaks to probably more of his uh, sense of, uh, you know, his sense of uh, uh, community uh, to, to, you know, to Akron and, and then the state of Ohio. He always, I mean, he, he lives obviously still in Akron, um, has a school there. So I think he feels a sense of like, you know, uh, I think you'd be wanting to enroll in that school. Like, you'd be wanting to go back to the school. You'd be hype about that school. Not an like, actor. Anytime you bring that school up, you just get, like, tear up a little bit. I think you want to be one of his hey, promise kids. Hey, look. Hey, look. Look. look LeBron, look. can I be one of your promise kids? Hey, hey, no. LeBron been having and promise kids. From your, your pantry? He been having promise kids way before that school. Uh, J.R. Smith is a promise kid. <laughs> Tyrone Lou is a promise kid. He blessed it. Uh, uh, Mo pocket. Williams Out is a promise kid. <laughs> he been he gets them paid. He he gets them a better Tristan way of Thompson. life. Tristan Thompson is a promise uh, kid. What's that? Uh, Deladona. What's his name? Matthew Delavadova. Delavadova. Promise kid. Yeah, that's definitely like I'm talking about. Like you, you yeah. saying the kids he carried a little bit. I'm talking about the guys. Him and his representatives <laughs> got paid. I think it helped them get paid. Yes, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like J.R. Smith, he J.R. Smith is legit the first graduate of the Promise Kid program. He got a ring. He helped him get a ring in Cleveland. Nobody <laughs> was trying to sign him to a roster when he when he brought him to L.A. He got him another ring in L.A. Like I think J.R. Smith, it need to be some sort of like he need to like go out and speak on behalf of the school or something. On the benefits of the yeah, school? Yeah, because he's the first alumni. Um, there is some discussion. Michael Wilbon, shout out to Michael Wilbon, Chi Town in the building again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm always shout my Chicago people all the time. Um, Michael Wilbon was the first person I heard say this about uh, a possible return. And then the conversation sort of built momentum to the point where they, LeBron was asked about it and he said he wouldn't close the door on the idea of going back to Cleveland for the purposes of playing with his son. Um, I I have to be honest. I don't know what to make of any of that. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know because you got to take you got to unpack it like this. Like going back to Cleveland. Okay, like I think Cleveland's got some something good going. And if if I would say this, if I'm Cleveland, I'm going. Look, LeBron, if you want to come back and play for the love of the city and the love of the game, and then maybe we'll draft your little son and all that then come on for the low, low, like, league minimum. What I'm not going to do is let you do to this young core what you did to the Lakers young core, and you come here and I send all my good young players to the Lakers to have you, I'm good on that. Well, I don't think the La- I don't think he would go to Cleveland under those circumstances. If they drafted his son and said, hey, you'll be a starter no matter what type of prospect you are. Because, like, when you say, I want to play with my son, you're basically saying – I want to use all my weight and all my power to get my son that's in the just, league. That's just not what happened. That is no, that but I'm saying not. that's what you're saying because you're, you're you know, extrapolating. No, I, all I'm, no, I'm extrapolating something very simple. Holy smokes! The team that drafts Bronny James is going to get LeBron James to come out and wave to the crowd, and that's lit. Forty-one times a year, and that's for, lit. For you act like and, and having LeBron on your so team I'm is saying, a bad thing. Le, no, I'm saying a 39 or 40 year old LeBron. We don't know what that. We thought thirty-seven-year-old LeBron was gonna look a different way. He had it does look a different it. way. He three no. games under five hundred at the break. Yeah, and he's putting up massive numbers. What are you talking and about? The massive numbers are leading to what? 
But that ain't got nothing now, to do. He's no, still playing at an all-time high. He's still playing at an all-time high. So getting so getting his, getting his 29 points a game, getting his eight rebounds, eight assists, exactly. So that and that's what I'm saying. What does it mean if you're not winning? What does it mean if you're not winning? What does it mean if you're not winning? Okay, okay. So so, so, so time out. So time out. You're not what taking that. You're not mean? taking that on your team. No, you're not taking that on your team. If I'm adding 29, you're not taking that on your I'm, team. If I'm 29, adding, 8, and 8, you're I'm not taking that. 29, 8, and 8 to a winning team? No, yes. no. To, no, a player, building a, player, a player who's bringing that, you you're not taking that. Can I answer it? Can I answer the question? No. Okay. <laughs> then let's move on. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, we, you said no. Go ahead. You said I couldn't no, answer. That's, that's that's no, you said I couldn't <laughs> answer. That's it. No, I'm, it's really simple. Am I building a team? With like the Lakers did around a thirty-seven-year-old well, LeBron James with twenty-nine, eight, and eight. They just won a title when he got there. I Can mean, I answer so, the question or no, no? So you wouldn't do that. Okay, so I'm not answering the question. You gonna <laughs> filibuster me? <laughs> hey, hey, ain't they trying to get that pass the filibuster? No, they they're not do doing some, anything they with the filibuster. Do something with the filibuster, um, man. Can I answer? Can I finish answering the question? Because you yeah. asked the question, I'm answering it. If you're asking me to build a team around a thirty-seven-year-old LeBron with a gimpy knee. 29, 8, and 8, I pass. So, so, but they wouldn't be building, I right? Pass. They wouldn't be building, right? They got, Not if I they mean, trade they have all pieces. the assets. But why would they need to trade him? I mean, he'll be a free agent by the time, you know. That's uh, what I'm saying. But, there. you know, they're signing trades, all that. I'm saying if he comes to play for a reasonable amount of money that I can put around Darius can, Garland and all those guys and, and LeBron shepherd these young players into a championship, absolutely. I would do that in two seconds. But if, what, what happened with the Lakers, where all the young talent leaves because I'm building around him. Absolutely not. But that's not kind of what happened, right? That all that young talent left because they were trying to get AD. Not no, right? not just that. Like right? like LeBron moved some of that talent. Yeah, but those guys were there when LeBron got there. Yeah, and, and that, they, they moved point. those guys By to get AD. A, that's my point. By building around LeBron, they gave up on a lot. They had a lot of young. They had a many many years, and they won a championship. They had many many years where they were in the lottery. Okay, and so, they got guys like Lonzo. They got guys like. Uh, Randall, they got guys like uh, Ingram, you know, and the list goes on and on. Kuzma, guys, some of the guys you like, some of the guys you don't like as much. But they had, a I like, good, I actually like all those. Guys. They had good young players that are now contributing for other teams. And I like Caruso. I liked all those guys. Yeah. I like so, literally all those guys. Through LeBron's sort of maneuvering and Svengaliing, they won a championship. They removed all the young talent and, and killed the future and won. A, but what's a the protracted future, bubble? What do you think? Of, what is the future, right? If I the mean, the future is AD, but and but his they wanted the, knees and the, ankles. The future is trying to win the title. They did that. It's they a success. They won. They won. They won. They won an AAU championship. They won. They won the championship. They won the AAU championship. They won the championship. All the play games played in one gym. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> let's move on. We gonna talk about that some other time. Um, Lastly, before we get out of here, I do want to discuss this guy. Uh, uh, I would like to discuss the fact that, and it's kind of revisiting a, a topic that we had on here uh, with Brian Flores, who, as you know, sued the NFL for racial discrimination. I think added a fourth team by name to his lawsuit. And uh, since all that's going, obviously that has not been completely litigated yet. He has gotten a job, which was somewhat in question about whether or not he would ever coach in the league again um, and maybe a head coach. You know, maybe people were just making a distinction about head coaching, but he did get a job, I believe, as assistant head coach, special advisor. It was it seemed like a special title with Mike Tomlin, the league's only – well, now there's two 
Levy. Three. Levy. Oh, because the guy, uh, what's the man that looked like, uh, what's the guy who had the suicide song on Def Jam? The guy who looked like him? No, 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 no. Uh, beautiful girl. Logic. They, oh. They, oh. <laughs> the Dolphins had hired Logic to be their coach. Um, <laughs> uh, hey, anyway, so hey he, that's funny because I'm thinking about the song by the dude, Sean, Sean Kingston. Kingston. Oh, okay. So that's another suicide song. Oh, and that then, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. then Logic, of yeah, course. Yeah, that was the happiest. That, that was, was a happy song suicide song. For a guy who's ready to give yeah. it all up. Yeah. You're like, how do you, and then, and then, so is that a good thing? No, that was all bad. That, that, that was a hit, but not one you want to hear much. You don't hear it that much no nah, more. Nah, anyways, Flores got a job. Sean Keys is still alive? Yeah. Oh, good. A lot of well. Praise the Lord. Maybe he made it. Maybe that was therapy. Sean Kingston was signed to Epic when I was uh, running the A and R department. Really? Mm-hmm. I met with him and these people a couple times. We okay. Had a, we had a hit with him. Really? We had okay. a hit with. Uh, oh, uh, with him Chris and the, Brown. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought it was. I was gonna say. Uh, I was gonna say Jeremiah, but it was. Uh, yeah, it was Chris. He may have done some stuff. But anyway, point is, yeah. I'm glad he's still alive. Yeah. There's, and, no, you know why you said that? He was in a, a bad. Um, Motorcycle accident? accident? Uh, no, uh, jet ski. Oh, he was in a jet. He, no, it was serious too. So that's why you. That's why you. Okay. All right. Yeah, because it wasn't like he died hey. at old age. You made it seem like <laughs> he was seventy-seven years old. Hey. He's still young. Yeah. Shout out Sean Kingston. Yeah, he was a young dude when he was uh, getting it in. But anyways, uh, Flores got this gig uh, with Mike Tomlin, one of three uh, black coaches remaining in the league. So wait a minute, the Dolphins head coach is black? Yeah. And oh, his, oh, you you didn't see his uh, press conference? What do you say? They were asking him about his ethnicity, and he – I don't want to misquote him, but he didn't do a good job with that. He was <laughs> like, yeah, my dad's black, but I don't I don't know. Like, I don't really look at it like that. Yeah, he – he yeah, he looked like he trying to suppress all of yeah, whatever he, little soul he got. Anytime you black and you start telling a tale about, you know, I just – I don't see color I, and yeah, all of that, then <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, what can, where you live at? Because this dude right here look like he going to tell on somebody. He like, he like he been telling on people since he was in, in, in yeah, middle school. This this is going to be a disaster. You can't always go out no, for that. No, this is going to be a disaster. Because I tell on people. This is going to be, this is going to be. I'm a teller. A, you're so, <laughs> I tell people all the time, don't do no, don't do no crimes <laughs> around a, me. You're a teller? I'm a teller. <laughs> Don't do no crimes around me. Hey, okay, okay. If you okay, so you you if you are a teller, okay, that's fine. But you don't look. I don't look like, like he looks like a teller. Yeah, he he looks like hey, he looks like he tells. Don't things. tell him shit. Don't hey, whatever you don't yeah. show him nothing. Yeah. Don't don't invite yeah, you him to the. Don't invite him to yeah, the guys. Don't night. invite this dude to the spot. Yeah, you know, nah, he, you don't invite him to the guys. Yeah, night. He, he, he look right like it. yeah, he like he's sending the pictures. Yeah, why he, you there? Well, like he's, tell, he's talk. He's calling his wife on the way home, talking about you won't believe the things that were going on this <laughs> oh evening. Oh my gosh, Rob took the thing off the girl's thing, and they went into the bathroom, and they did this other thing, and I'm like, <laughs> yo, yo, no, he's he's calling his wife as soon as he get in the car. Yeah, so so uh So he's one of the three black coaches. You just, so it's really two and a possible. So <laughs> <laughs> we got two and a possible black yeah, coaches. And all we asking the NFL to do is go board, man. <laughs> give us four. Yeah, at least give us four. <laughs> but Mike T and the Roonies opened the door up to Brian Flores. And I think that's good. It's a story that we'll watch. Um I think we will see improvement in their defense because say what you want. Flores' defense is uh, performed. I don't think he has the D.C. job, but how long will it be before Mike T goes, those are your guys? Unless unless somehow he gets a job next year 
Um, yeah. I was very surprised to see that hiring. I was happy to see it, but it just it it, it falls in line with you know the Rooney's always being progressive. You gotta uh, love the Rooney's. And then obviously Mike T shows his uh, sense of uh, you know uh, just awareness and 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 uh, who and what he is as far as his fiber is concerned, uh, moral fiber is concerned. Um, just I just thought it was fantastic. Um, and well, in this. Uh, I was waiting to see if he had if there was some sort of concession made on his uh, lawsuit, and there wasn't. So yeah. I was like, I was very relieved to. Oh no, uh, the lawsuit's going down. Yeah, it is going down <clears throat> now. Now, since that time, uh, it's come out that Stephen Ross wanted him to sign the uh, non disparagement agreement. Yeah. Um, in order for him to, and I guess I didn't know this. Uh, this is something that's normally signed by a lot of coaches when they get fired yeah. in order to receive the rest of their money. Um, because they're they're not guaranteed, but most like ninety nine percent of the time, coaches get the rest of their money. But what we did not know was a contingent upon them signing this. Yeah. Um. So he'll get his, I believe, his base, which was I believe half a million bucks, and he has I believe two point five in the form of I guess sign on bonuses each year, which normally you get. So he ru- he left roughly, roughly six million dollars at the table in order to pursue uh, this lawsuit. And I just want to say that, uh, boy, I hope you you get whatever you gonna get. Cause I'm gonna let you know something. You he could have bought my silence for much less. <laughs> my dear, I'm just being honest with you, fam. I ain't know you were giving up. You know the M's. Yeah, listen, man. Like, no, that, boy. Well, he was giving them up, and he was giving up because it's not like he left with a bad record. I think. No, it was the first, right? The their I think it first, was one game under 500. I well, think. well, well, but their first back-to-back winning seasons in 18 years. Yeah. Like like that was before iPhone. Yeah. And and and, and here's we the thing. We were still saying Macintosh. And 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 here's the thing about that <laughs> oh, too. anything I. I always I'm big on your you are what your resume says you are. And that's a very telling uh point for him for his resume for other jobs. To say this guy turned a and in a his bad case, program. I think. Yeah, I mean, and, and, is it about winning or not? Well, and that's but I think that's what's going to be interesting when other jobs come up in in the uh, future. Will he be considered for those because his resume says he should? And this, I think, that's been sort of like when we did, were discussing this. That was sort of the crux of it. Is there's a lot of really good black candidates who have really good resumes that are getting overlooked, and now I think there's a um, and we'll get into this because we're running out of time on another podcast. But there's like now. Um, like hatchet pieces going on on uh, the enemy and talking about tension between him and Mahomes yes. and him changing the game plan and all that kind of stuff. But it's 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 the kind of stuff that if you're ever trying to do anything where you're breaking barriers, it's the type of thing that you you have to face. You have to face the the criticism. You have to face uh, a scrutiny. Sometimes out now lies said about you in order to get past that. And I think that's a hard thing for. Uh, people in the mainstream to understand that that's what minorities have to live with in order to advance to areas that they don't normally get to. So, and you have to take on right titans, like like the the struggle of 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 you know our ethnic progress, you know black people's progress since uh, since the beginning has been fighting basically. Uh, the power. The yes. Uh, shout like out. The shout out. Be. Chuck D. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if you did, you see the. Uh, you didn't see real sports last night because we already talked I didn't about see it. it. No. But 
you know, they talked about Loretta Lynch being hired by uh, the NFL. Yeah. To uh, and, and somebody and, told me about that. So, so apparently though, this is a common move uh, that when when someone or the, the defending party is being accused of, of sexism or something like or that, racial they, discrimination, yeah. they all they go out and they get a black lawyer to yeah. defend. But I, as that I case. understand, she's excellent. Well, yes, and so here's the so the idea is because because Flores's lawyers know her. Mm-hmm. And they feel like it's a good thing because they feel like she is a problem solver. Um, they have a lot of respect for her. But in the in the event that this does go to trial, which his attorneys believe they don't want that because uh, they, they have they have the evidence. They're ready to show it. And I believe this is what I think I'm prognosticating. I don't think it ever sees the light of day. I said that the, the day it was. I filed. think. Yeah, you, you did. I don't know if you said it on the show. Did you say I it said on the it, show? I said it on the show. I said the first day. There's no way. Because if it does. NFL wants is going to trial. But Ross loses his team. I think if, if, if this sees the light of day, yeah. Ross loses his team because Probably. they have, because they have, he said, we have the emails, we have the text messages, and we're ready. He said, if they want to do that, we're yeah. ready. And yeah, you, don't, you, don't, you don't throw that gavel down. No, no, no. And all, all that's happening right now is they're trying to try this in the court of public opinion because that's, you know, um, and I'll say this and not I'm not one of those people who try to try to be controversial, but I have to call this. I call it balls and strikes as they're as they're thrown. Um, it is easy always to try to crucify a black man in the court of public opinion. It's easy because white America buys into it immediately. So if you say Brian Flores had problems with his team and, and working with management. And then they cut to a picture of him looking very demonstrative and angry. They go, well, I get it. Yeah. Look at him. It looks like he doesn't get along. Like it's very easy for that, for them to travel that very short distance about uh, particularly black men. So uh, it happens, but listen, we're over. We'll talk about that at a later time, but Brian Flores is in with, a I was ready job. to get into this. He's in with a, uh, been a too long on the butt fest. probably a, a, a soft landing spot with Mike Tomlin. Look forward to seeing what they're doing. And if they add a quarterback, they're going to have a top-flight defense and a good offense. they got good wide receivers. You know, get a get us a, a Matt Ryan over there. If 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 I was on that defense, like me at, at, at my age, in my 40s, I'd be ready to give him a couple good downs playing for Flores. And, uh, You're only in your 40s? Do, do, you know how, do you know how motivated that defense is going to be with, with Brian Flores? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would, hey, whatever you want me to do, coach. You so you're only in your forties because yes. weren't you weren't you alive when Hindenburg went down? <laughs> I remember you. I remember Hindenburg. I remember. What I, I remember was. going to I the Cotton Hooters. Club. I was at the Cotton Club and watching the Nielsen, not the, uh, the McNichols brothers <laughs> the, tap dance the, all the Nichols, up in yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nicholson brothers. The, Nick, yeah. right, the Nicholson brothers. Anyways, uh, as normal, man, we thank you guys for. Uh, that was a hot hey, time. <laughs> we blew the roof off the place. <laughs> um, no, nah, thank, <laughs> thank you for uh, for checking in with us. If you are still listening at this point of the podcast, God bless you. Uh, we've definitely taken you on a journey today. We've started at the Superfest and ended up at the Cotton Club. So <laughs> no other podcast is going <laughs> to take you there, boy. No other podcast is going to do that for you. But um, please uh, hit like, subscribe, and get the notifications. What getting the notifications does, it lets you know when we're doing our thing. And you want to know when we're doing our thing on YouTube. We're doing our thing on fake on fan base all the time, live chats, live discussions where you become part of the conversation. And you can follow what uh, our content on Instagram, 
Twitter, Facebook, and on TikTok. So we thank you for listening. We thank you for tuning in. As always, uh, we appreciate your support, and we ask that you share what's going on over here with your friends who would dig this kind of stuff. So um, until our next podcast, I am Mark E. Stewart. This is my partner, Rob Hunter Jr., and this is Stat Lines Matter. Bad boy. I ain't come for games. Say it to my face. Say it to my. Say it to my face. I ain't come for games. Say it to my face. Say it to my. Say it to my face.